0: Welcome to Stuff You Should Know, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. There's Jerry over there. This is Stuff You Should Know, the podcast. (laughs) How are you? I'm good, man. Good. I'm good. Great. Let me search down in my soul. (laughs) Yes, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. How
1: about you? Oh, well, you know, I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, Everyone, I'm back in my house after seven months of renovating. Yeah. And uh, I had a uh, probably a week-long move. (laughs) Easily. And that's with hiring movers. Right. You know, like they move the furniture, but like movers can't move everything.
0: No, they really can't.
1: I mean, I guess they can.
0: But what's weird is the smaller and easier the thing is to move, the less likely the mover is to move it. Maybe.
1: And I found myself wondering at one point, like, how do rich people move? I was like, they don't move like this.
0: They just go to a new house and buy new stuff and leave the old stuff. Maybe. That's how richies do it. Because
1: I thought when I hired a mover, I was like, ooh, I hit the big time because I'm not asking friends to help me move. Right. But then I was like, rich people still don't move like this. They're not packing things and moving things in a pickup truck 30 times.
0: No, no, they're not. Um, They probably haven't ever even seen a pickup truck in their life. Someone probably
1: handles all of that. And it's probably really, really, really expensive.
0: I think it's less expensive than you think. You, you may not have just been shown the correct pamphlet is there a where a t- a you would seen like the next <laughs> the next echelon up was where they pack your stuff. Uh, I don't know that it's... I, I think it is definitely, I'm sure, more expensive than than what you paid to uh, not have them do that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's like prohibitively expensive if you're already shelling out that much money for movers. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So the two things, uh, the two stereotypical moving things have happened to me, which is toward the end of the boxing up when you're first all careful about labeling and everything. (laughs) And then at the end, when you're just shoving things into boxes. Into like
0: a garbage bag?
1: Pretty much. Yeah. And then on the flip side, now that we're in our house, it's that thing where, you know, I have the worst BO right now because I can't find my deodorant.
0: Jerry and I can attest to that. And I'm too tired to
1: go to five minutes away to buy deodorant. So I'm just like choosing to stink.
0: Uh, Yeah. Thank you. Sure. For for making that choice. (laughs) Not just for yourself, but for me and Jerry too.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm too old to be moving, man. I'm no more.
0: Okay. So this is the last time, huh?
1: I I told Emily, I'm going to die in this house. This is the vow. Just hopefully not soon.
0: Or you could shell out for the one where they actually pack your stuff up. Nah. The they, rich guy. They just pack me up, send me out to sea. There you go. Okay. Viking funeral. Okay. That'd be pretty cool. Yes. So, obviously, what we're talking about today is dietary supplements. Yeah, might as well, huh? Which, um, I can't believe we've never done this one. We have done one called, um, Does the FDA Protect Americans? Right. Which, after researching this, I'm guessing we concluded no. Yeah. Maybe. I do remember talking about thalidomide in there. So I think we were like, yes, in some instances, they, they have <laughs> protected people. but They don't so much anymore. Um, but I'm surprised we haven't done it, especially with my dad having been the herbal Elvis. That's right. For so many years. Herbal Emily's uppers. all on that
1: now. She's the herbal queen.
0: What is she on?
1: Well, she's not on anything, but she's she's not buying supplements. She's growing plants mm-hmm. and distilling her own plants.
0: That's really cool.
1: Yeah. Like we have a big... Copper, whatever it's called, distillery.
0: Still? still. Yeah. Yeah. You have a still in your house. We have a still. That your wife puts unspecified plants into. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's herb. She's growing them
1: in the yard and then putting them in the still, and That's then we really get cool. liquid out.
0: So, so, and then you guys are taking it like the extract, like as a yeah. botanical supplement. Yeah, yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah, it's cool. That is great. So, what kind of, like, is she, she's. Go into the trouble of like making sure the dirt that's growing in is like amazing and all that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow, that's great. We I want a bottle of something. Or... Yeah. I'll Cook get you, me up, bro. Okay. I'll
1: get you a bottle of something. Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't even care what it is. I you want some chickweed? I'll weed. get you some chickweed. Oh, all right. I'll take some chickweed. <laughs> I'll hold that under my tongue for thirty straight seconds. So okay. So you're hip. You understand what a dietary supplement is?
1: Well, on the herbal side, but I don't know. Like I, I've, I've never been good about vitamins yeah. and stuff like that. I'll I'll get on a thing where I'll be like. I'm going to start taking a multivitamin. Right. And then, you know, there's six bottles of 95% full multivitamins. That in sounds my awfully cabinet. familiar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've tried to uh, start taking B12 and D. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay about it, but I forget frequently. It's never like, oh, I don't feel like taking that. It's just, I forget.
1: Well, you know what they say? Spoiler alert. They say just eat good food. S- you, you don't have supposedly. to take this stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> food first is what that's called. Yeah. It's all in the food. So. Um, most people, Chuck, do not actually go to the trouble of distilling their own extracts, their own botanical extracts for dietary supplements. Most people buy it, and then, like you said, forget about it. But because so many people are buying it, whether they forget about it or not, it's something like, uh, I've seen anywhere between a $4 billion industry and a $40 billion industry in the United States. Yeah,
1: and growing, like, fast.
0: Yes. Um, Which is, that's a It's a pretty big spread, actually, but um, it's significant that there is a lot of dietary supplements that are being taken, especially in America. And there's this old um, adage that Americans have the most expensive urine in the world. Yeah. Because a lot of people say those aren't really doing anything. A lot of the pills that you're taking are just passing through you, and it's harmless because you're not absorbing the stuff, um, or there may not even be anything in there. You just paid a bunch of money for some some pills that don't actually have what they supposedly have in it. And if you think that, you know, that's hilarious, and you laugh for a little while, Mm -hmm. and then you stop laughing, and you go, well, wait a minute, why would that be the case? It turns out the FDA actually doesn't regulate dietary supplements. That yeah. entire four to $40 billion industry basically exists on the honor system.
1: Yeah. And as it turns out, and we'll get to the specifics later, there are things in actual plants that help absorb the the good parts of the plant yeah. that the supplements do not have. So yeah. in some cases, maybe it is just coming out your pee.
0: Right. So when people think about dietary supplements, the first thing you think of is vitamins.
1: Yeah. Or I think of like... <laughs> I have no idea why, because I don't ever have. I've never done this, but I think of like weightlifter guys, right? That like make shakes and things.
0: Creatine, <laughs> yeah, and then like a, like a pig extract of some sort of like a uh. gland. I think.
1: <laughs> no idea. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, no, I have no idea.
0: That's why some some uh, bodybuilding supplements. Uh, or gla- or glandular extracts, mm-hmm. which sometimes you can end up with like a bacteria or hepatitis or something like that in your supplement. Or a hoof growing out of your back. And again, because there's nobody watching the people who are making this stuff. That's right. So anyway, back to vitamins. turns out, remember uh, electro execution, electrocution? <laughs> yes. Vitamins is short for vital amines. Did you know that? Is it really? I swear. We What's an think. amine? An amine is a it's a type of protein, I believe. What is vital? It, it means that you really need it. It's <laughs> okay. important. And it was coined. That. It was coined back in 1912 by a Polish biochemist named Kazmier Pulaski.
1: I thought you were going to say no, Kazmier no. Portmanteau.
0: Kazmier <laughs> Funk. What? I'm not kidding. So. So I'm about to walk out of here. Let's get the fact of the podcast <laughs> out of the way. It's this April Pools. Vitamin is short. It's so hot in here. I know. Vitamin is short for vital amines, a term that was coined by Polish biochemist Kazimierz Funk. <laughs> Back in 1912. All right.
1: Well, now Josh is leaving, everyone. It's because my smells, glandular
0: smells. Right.
1: All right. So uh, I did not know that. I did not know that was a portmanteau or is that more an abbreviation? No, it's a portmanteau.
0: It sounds like it. Yeah.
1: Isn't that a combination of words? I believe so. I think so, too. Uh, But people have been doing this for many, many thousands of years. In fact, some of the first uh, inscriptions in Sumeria on clay tablets talked about herbs. This is nothing new, and that's why it's very popular now because I think people are saying, hey, they've been doing it for 5,000 years. Right. Humans have been looking to plants— to uh, heal us.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who kind of say, well, wait a minute, we were using, like, botanicals, um, vitamins, minerals long before medicine was around. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of suspicious of the medical establishment getting in between me and vitamins. Yeah, A lot of people are very suspicious of that, and I think that's one of the reasons why the the dietary supplement industry has boomed is because a lot of people are—it appeals to the average person— the idea of just taking something natural and your body healing as a result. It feels good to, sure. to treat yourself like that, you know? Yeah. And here
1: in the States, um, what'd you say you're on D and B twelve? Yeah. Well, D is is one of the most after the multivitamin, the most popular, of course. Yeah. Uh, along with C and calcium. And then as far as the specialty supplements, and this is a big one, omega three fatty acids. Mm-hmm. I see I see those all over the place. Yeah. Like good fatty fish, uh, of course, this is the extract of that.
0: They just squeeze them.
1: (laughs) Squeeze that salmon out.
0: Bring it out of them. And then throw the salmon back. (laughs) Good
1: shot of salmon juice. Uh, What else? Probiotics. Yeah. Fiber, of course, that counts. You're right. Which is uh, kind of surprised me, I guess. But dietary fiber, it makes sense.
0: Basically, anything that grows from the ground or that you can get from animals— Is technically considered a dietary supplement.
1: Yeah, everything— It's not necessarily a vitamin. There's only
0: 13 vitamins.
1: Yeah, but like garlic and ginseng and things like that, they all fall under that banner, but they are not vitamins themselves.
0: Yeah, and like garlic and ginseng plants, those would be considered phytomedicines or botanicals. Right. And then you got minerals like iron, zinc, stuff like that. All of them, if you really want to put them all under a banner, whether it's a dietary supplement or not, those are considered micronutrients— because you need very small amounts of them for your body to function as opposed to macronutrients like right. fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. And pizza. Which you need a lot of, <laughs> yeah. right?
1: Uh, and some of the confusion comes in with the fact that there are uh, many studies on both sides that say completely contradictory things right. about very specific vitamins. So uh, it can be tough for a consumer to just sort of weed through all that and know what the heck is going on, especially... Because of the lack of regulation, which uh, I guess we might as well go ahead and talk about what happened in 1994, huh? Yeah. Where were you? I was in Athens. Were you there yet?
0: I was probably hanging out in Athens on my way up there.
1: I wasn't there quite yet, no. (laughs) You're in, what was that town, Between? (laughs) Yeah, I was in Winder. (laughs) Yeah, everybody, there's a town between Athens and Atlanta called Between. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's called that because it's between Athens and Atlanta. Sure.
0: It's their big claim to fame, apparently.
1: That and being a speed trap. Um, Don't speed through between.
0: I've never heard (laughs) that before.
1: Although half the town calls it betwixt.
0: No, they don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Um, well, you got arcane with that joke. I know. So in
1: 1994, uh, a big change happened in, uh, in Congress. They passed what's called the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act. And previous to this, there, were, uh, there was a lot of tightly controlled regulation by the FDA. Uh-huh. And all of that changed in 1994. Um, and w- was this because of, like, just some sort of general deregulation? Up with consumerism push? No. It wasn't?
0: No. What happened was Senator Orrin Hatch of Utah, which was home to a lot of supplement producers. The Hatch. And hence a lot of supplement producing donors. um, Orrin Hatch saw this thing through, said, no, we need to open up the supplement regulation or supplement industry. And the best way to do that is to remove regulations on it.
1: So it was a big deregulation push.
0: But specifically to the supplement industry because of one senator
1: oh no no no! i get that okay but i just meant sort of that typical yeah like, yeah, yeah hey let's just let people run wild and make money
0: right yeah. yes yeah exactly and it was because of orrin hatch gotcha and technically tom harkin did too he's from iowa and one of his biggest donors was herbalife Oh and so the yeah. two of them kind of joined together and, and got this historically bad bill push through. But remember, this is the Congress. Sorry, everybody. I realize this is like nanny state um, trigger for yeah. some people. <laughs> but this is the same Congress or virtually the same Congress that prohibited the CDC from studying gun violence. Right, Like this is the kind of mentality that was right. going on at the time.
1: Uh, so what happened during that, um, uh, the passing of that act is they kind of set up some agreements, which was Uh, looser regulation for sure. Um, But if you make some of these supplements, Mm -hmm. uh, you cannot make claims like, hey, this will help cure a disease. Uh, You can't make like medical claims like that. Mm -hmm. You also have to be very specific with your labeling. Um, It had to be labeled a dietary supplement. Uh, And you can make a claim that, hey, it, it could have the positive effect on your body, but you can't say it like cures anything. And then you also had to tag it with, This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: Right. So that was that was the big trade off. Yeah. Was that they were? But in it, it almost sounds like they're saying, "Well, okay, they can't claim to be drugs." Right. But there's also some semantic trickery there because. If they're not claiming to be drugs, the FDA can't regulate them like drugs, right? So basically, exactly. Congress, it is what Congress says it is. It's not a drug, so it's not a drug. Right. As far as, as the United States goes. So um, in doing this, they basically said, FDA, you can't regulate this stuff anymore. Yeah. Everything that you've used to um to get pharmaceuticals that out to market that have been proven safe and effective, we're going to do the opposite. Yeah. These things are presumed innocent until they start hurting people, and then you can intervene. And then even when they intervene, their their go to um, technique for a, uh, a a dietary supplement that was proving harmful mm-hmm. was to send a letter to the producer saying maybe you should recall this, and the producer could either say sure, let's do right. that, or here's the finger, FDA, you have zero power over me whatsoever.
1: Right. Let me look at my ledger sheet Mm -hmm. and see if I want to shut down my company. Right. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, While I'm on my yacht.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I found a study from, uh, I think, this past year that found something like 746 recalled um, or adulterated – Dietary supplements Mm-mm. in the U.S. Right, How many? so these seven hundred and forty-six. Jeez. So this means that they have been found to have anything from um, actual prescription drugs in them mm-hmm. that aren't on the label, right, um, or other things that aren't on the label, like fillers, um, things that people might be allergic to, right. Uh, it might have some sort of um, chemical in it that's not supposed to be there. Who knows? But Or very
1: little of what it says it has in there.
0: Right. That's a different kind of adulterated. These yeah. are pharmaceutically adulterated. Um, they, they found 746 of them had been flagged as adulterated. Yeah. Only 360 had been recalled the other ones were just left on the market cuz the company said no eh, we're not going to do that yeah. we're going to keep selling them and this this uh, journal of the american medical association study found even further that um the i think of the 360 something like 10 or 11% were still on the market even after being recalled wow so that's kind of the state of affairs with dietary supplements which everybody takes should we take a break I think we should. I think we've just lost about a third of our listeners, the conservative ones.
1: All right. Well, I'll go uh, find my deodorant, and I'll be back right after this.
0: Okay, so we're back, and I'm totally calm. (laughs) (laughs) I still smell,
1: and uh, people are still selling supplements that are tainted and otherwise misleading.
0: Yeah, and unregulated. That's where we are. Okay.
1: So uh, the FDA, for their part, um, supposedly has established some manufacturing practices. But again, it's, I guess, just voluntary, whether or not you adhere to these. Absolutely. Um, But there are, you know, I guess there's a page somewhere on their website or letters that go out that say, here's what you might want to do.
0: Yeah, uh, it's like manufacturing good guidelines, basically, good practices for manufacturing. Uh,
1: And there are uh, independent organizations that do test things. Um, A couple of them are one called Mm -hmm. consumerlab.com, NSF, uh, not NSFW. (laughs) <laughs> <That'd> be weird. <laughs> He's like, come on, one more. Line. NSF International, and then one called. And this, I mean, I'm sure this is great, but it just sounds so like something from a movie. Uh-huh. Uh, U.S. Pharmacopoeia, right? <laughs> sounds like something like a future company from a movie, or right? Something exactly. That does not do what they say they do.
0: But those three, I mean, like they're they exist because they're fulfilling the role that the government should. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess if you believe in, in government oversight, the government should. Right. In a way, the fact that those businesses that make money off of this mm-hmm. exist, it's it's an example of the invisible hand at work, you know? Like there was a need <laughs> that came along, which is people need to know that what uh, they're buying actually has the stuff sure. in it and that it's safe. And these companies that make money off of it came along and fulfilled this need.
1: That's what an Orrin Hatch might say. Like, look, not – not only are they booming, but mm-hmm. we've created all these other companies that right, are doing exactly. what we used
0: to do. Right. But from what I understand, uh, U.S. Pharmacopia, yeah. they have a, a really good website, I believe, where they, they basically say this has been um, tested. Mm-hmm. It is pure. It has what it's supposed to have in it, in the amounts it's supposed to have in it. It doesn't have any extra stuff in it. You guys can buy this. And they, they put a label on, yeah. on the bottles.
1: So for sure, look for that. If this is something you're already do or you're interested in trying out. Right. Like definitely do some research. This is not the kind of uh hobby you want to just wade into by walking into a store and going, this sounds great.
0: Right. A lot of people do that though. So oh, I look know. for this stuff. Yeah. And then bear in mind also, I don't know about U.S. Pharmacopoeia, but I know that consumer labs goes to stores and gets their samples that they test.
1: Oh, and they don't it's say, hey, just send us some stuff. Right. Yeah. Send
0: us your absolutely purest batch right. for us to <laughs> test and give you a seal on. They actually go to stores. And so their their ratings and reviews are based on tests that they've done independently.
1: Right. Not the stuff they sweep off the floor and put in capsules. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, that was supposedly what, uh, when I worked at Golden Pantry in college, they had the And you probably know this as a former smoker, but the really, really, really cheap cigarettes. I've
0: heard that before.
1: And uh, they always told us that that's just like literally stuff they sweep off the factory floor Mm -hmm. at like Winston-Salem or whatever, or Camel or whoever makes the cigarettes.
0: That seems like one of those urban legends that is probably true. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think, yeah. Like not all urban legends are wrong.
1: That sounds totally true. Yeah. It's like, why are they so cheap? Right. Um, Basics. Remember those? I don't remember basics, but uh, I sold a lot of bucks. They I had don't a big, they bucks. had a big deer on the front of it. Sure, uh, like a big deer buck, and they were. I mean, this is when cigarettes were. I don't know. Let's say two dollars, and these were like seventy-five cents a pack <laughs> right. or something. Yeah. Um, how, how much are cigarettes now? They're super expensive, aren't they?
0: I think they're anywhere between five and twelve dollars, depending on where you are. Yeah, that's crazy. Maybe five and fifteen, something like that. I know New York has like like they had twelve-dollar packs of cigarettes. Five I 10 years. I can't believe
1: ago. people will pay that much money for a pack of cigarettes. It's sad, man. Yeah. Um.
0: All right. So that's, that's why we need government to prevent us from <laughs> smoking <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs>
1: uh. So regardless of the fact that, uh, let's say you find a supplement, it's got the seal of approval. Um. You still should like do some research. Talk to your doctor. It doesn't mean everyone. Everyone's body is not the same. You shouldn't just be downing supplements. Because uh, you think, oh, well, this sounds like it's good for me. Right. Everybody needs different things. Um, There is a list here of supplements that are more likely or most likely to be safe for you and might be effective.
0: Yeah, based on on overall science and research and studies that have been done on these things.
1: Yeah, so we'll just tick through those. Uh, Calcium, cranberry, fish oil, Mm -hmm. uh, glucosamine sulfate, which I give my dogs. um, Lactase. Lactobacillus, that's the probiotic, right? Uh, psyllium, uh, how do you pronounce that?
0: Pygium, P- P-
1: maybe? P- G- yeah, I think that's right. Pygium, good old Sammy.
0: <laughs> that's uh, S-adenosyl-L-methionine.
1: Yeah, St. John's wort, and then vitamin D.
0: Which, by the way, get this about vitamin D. So if you're a vegan, uh, very frequently people mm-hmm. are like, you should take some extra dietary supplements. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the-
1: like, I take vitamin V.
0: The pro- The problem is, is not all supplements are vegan, right? Especially vitamin D. The reason vitamin D is very rarely vegan. Oh, boy. This is where most vitamin D, unless it specifically says vegan vitamin D. <laughs> oh, no. It is extracted oh, no. lanolin from lamb's wool. Oh. That is sent. Okay. What did you think it was going to be?
1: I don't know. Some sort of
0: testicle. Oh, no, no. You got to pay extra <laughs> for the testicle. Yeah. Um. So they extract lanolin from lamb's wool, send it to China where it's exposed to UV light to mimic uh, sunlight. Wow. Because that's where we get a lot of our vitamin D is exposure to sunlight. And um, then it's put into pills and there you go. So if you're a vegan, you you wouldn't want to eat an animal product, lanolin. So you really have to look out for that kind of thing. Wow. And also one more thing about vegans and vitamins. Yeah. One of the big... um, the big controversies that that prove to some people that you're not supposed to be a vegan mm-hmm. is that we need B12. Mm-hmm. Quite badly, we need it for um, I believe bone health. I can't quite I can't keep up. But I've seen so many like different things at vitamin yeah. C over the last couple of days. But we need B12. How about that? Okay. Um B12 is only gained, as far as we know, from animal sources. Mm. Ipso facto, we need to eat animals to get B12. And the way animals get B12 is the mm-hmm. gut bacteria in their guts produce B12. And then we eat the animals that have the B12 built up in their, their tissues, mm-hmm. right? So that's how people who eat meat don't don't have B12 deficiencies. But vegans say, where are the animals like cows getting that B12 right. from their bacteria? Where's the bacteria coming from? They say it's from the soil. Mm-hmm. So there's this big controversy. Is the B12-producing bacteria actually in the soil? Mm-hmm. And if so, are the factory farming methods like washing produce that yeah. we use actually washing off the B12 that you would get enough of right. as a vegan?
1: Yeah, man. It's fascinating. Wading into these waters is yeah. so perilous.
0: We've got to do a um, a plant-based diet episode sometime.
1: Yeah, you know— uh... Who is it? Coach, uh, Seattle Seahawks coach Pete Carroll, uh, one of the older coaches in the NFL, but one of the more vital uh, old guys. He switched his diet to completely plant-based, like raw foods diet, Mm -hmm. uh, I think within the past couple of years. And now he's dead. (laughs) Yeah, he dropped dead on the spot. (laughs) Um, No, he said it's just – and, you know, he's not the only person, obviously, in the news talking about this stuff. Uh But I just read something recently where he was just like, you would not believe – the change in my life and body. <laughs> right. And I was like, yeah, I imagine if you just eat raw vegetables, that would be a great thing for your body. Sure. We'll find out. And I'm not saying that with a sneer. It's just that would be hard for me.
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. It's probably something I should do. I should just eat raw vegetables for the rest of my life.
0: You know, Chuck, I don't know that it's healthy to deal in shoulds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so there are also um, some supplements that... Uh, they say should be avoided because there are links to side effects that can be pretty serious.
0: Yeah, that list you just read like a half hour ago <laughs> yeah. about um, ones that are probably okay for you and mm-hmm. probably actually are beneficial, they came up with the opposite list of that too. That's right. Right. I just, well, no, I mean, it was the same like study yeah. that came up with the uh, double-edged bit, sword. Bitter
1: bitter oranges one, and, and that one can be especially problematic uh, because from what I read, that, that can just uh, – sort of ramp up your, sort of like speed in
0: some ways. Yeah, especially when you mix it with caffeine.
1: Or speed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like meth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're like, wow, I'm, this meth has given me a real nutritional deficiency. I should probably start taking vitamins. That's what most, most meth addicts do.
1: Well, bitter orange, though, is something people do use to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can lead to heart attack and stroke if you take enough of it. And usually, and we'll talk about this more, but this stuff combining with other things, is kind of where you can get into problems. Right. Uh, I saw a lady one time at a restaurant where I was working pass out on the middle of the floor. And it's because she had just, we learned from her friends, uh, (laughs) after the ambulance came, she had just come off of a week-long, like, I'm doing nothing but eating... uh,
0: Cayenne, pepper, and lemonade? No, but just like
1: water and vitamins or something. Hmm. And then to celebrate the end of the week, she was like drinking and eating steak. Oh, good. And she just hit the deck.
0: That's how it's done. (laughs) That's a real problem, refeeding. Um, we're going to do an episode once on this man who, who didn't eat for a year. And, we're going to do that? Yeah. Okay. And they, they were smart enough to figure out that, like, he couldn't just start eating. He had to slowly, like, yeah. work food back in. But you can die from that. After a long oh, yeah. fast, if you don't refeed, go through the process correctly, you can just drop dead. Like, yeah. you're, you have a heart attack, basically, from eating food.
1: Yeah, this lady was fine, or I'm assuming she was fine because— uh, as they were wheeling her out, she did the thing that all pro athletes do. She just gave the thumbs up did on the girl.
0: She's all right, everybody. <laughs> She's okay.
1: Uh, so what else is on there? Chaparral, colloidal silver. That's a big one. That's uh, the one
0: that turns you blue. That's, <laughs> wasn't it a senator or somebody? That, no, or it was like an old-timey guy with a, a beard, the blue man.
1: Uh, I think there was a congressman or a senator <laughs> that turned blue, <laughs> if I'm not
0: It's like permanent. Is it? Yes. I saw that it tends to be permanent. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, once you turn blue <laughs> you don't go back is the old saying um
1: colt's foot which i had never heard of before mm-hmm. supposedly good for asthma uh also linked to liver damage and cancer right uh geranium country mallow
0: that has ephedrine in
1: it yeah city mallow is great country mallow no good um kava was so dumb it was so dumb
0: uh, and what else? Let's, Yohimbe. Yohimbe, sure. Which is frequently used for erectile dysfunction, but unfortunately, oh, really? it's an MAOI, which means that if you drink like orange juice on this thing, you can drop dead. Wow. Um, the, the, and this list is is obviously, it's not comprehensive. Uh, and also, I want to just say one more thing real quick. So, I am not attacking supplements. I take supplements myself, and yeah. the idea of... of taking something even synthesized, but that's based on scientific investigation into nature and nutrition and all that. I find that endlessly appealing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Sure. And anything that can help you be a healthier person I'm in favor of. Um, so I don't, I don't want to give the impression that I'm just like gleefully shooting holes in the idea of people taking supplements. Cause I take I, them. Myself. Yeah. I don't
1: think that's coming across that way. Okay, good. You seem like you're in a good mood as all.
0: Cause I gleefully <laughs> shoot holes in <laughs> a lot of stuff. Oh, sure. I'm just not doing this now.
1: Um, So here's the thing, too, which this article points out. These are – having a good list and a bad list is all well and good. Mm -hmm. And it can be helpful if you don't know what's going on.
0: (laughs) What's going on? You know? And you, like, want to –
1: you want to start at, like, zero and learn a couple of things. A list like that is good. But it's – again, you have to know your body and uh, talk to your doctor about stuff and, like, what other medications are you taking and what's your end goal?
0: Yes, so you want a doctor who is not opposed to supplements and who's knowledgeable with supplements. Yeah. Because any good doctor worth their salt, especially one that came around post-90s, should be all about supplements and should know what supplements work, Yeah, what to recommend to you, to also know what, what you're on and what you can't have, what interacts poorly.
1: Yeah. I think finding that doctor in the middle ground, though, it can be tough these days mm-hmm. um, Because on one end of the spectrum, you have uh, what Emily calls the hokey pokeys, which are like, oh, no, no, don't take any pharmaceutical medicines ever. Sure. Only take these plant things. Yeah. And then at the other end, you have doctors who are like, I believe in science. So only take prescription drugs. Right. Don't mess around with any plant-based thing because you're just going to pee it out. Right. And I find that it's hard to find someone in
0: between. Right. I think also even if you do find one that is in between in spirit. They might not have all the information, yeah. Because you know, you you touched on it earlier. There is um a lot of conflicting and competing studies. Like this uh, this article from How Stuff Works says that um, back in 2013, after years of being told that they should take vitamin D and calcium for bone health, yeah, that uh, postmenopausal women were told stop taking those things. Yeah. Not only do they not help you, but the the additional calcium may lead to everything from a heart attack mm-hmm. to kidney stones yeah. because kidney stones are typically made of calcium deposits, right? Um, and then another study, I think, came out that same year and said, no, no, keep taking those things. Mm-hmm. Not only do they help you, they probably actually don't um, produce kidney stones. Yeah. And you know that, like, if you go on to, like, CNN or NBC or Fox News or whatever in their websites, they have both uh, articles screaming both headlines, the yeah. opposite. Nobody ever goes and follows up, uh-huh. right? Um, and everybody just kind of shouts whatever the new is finding. So it's really confusing, even if you're trying to pay attention to this. Yeah. And if you dig into... Trustworthy sites, like say an FDA site or the National Institutes of Health site, or something right. like that. There's plenty of links, but they say a very minimal amount yeah. because there's so little um, substantial science that conclusively says yeah. this this actually helps or this doesn't help. And that's the thing too. There's there's nothing or there's very few things that say this does not help. You are totally wasting your money. Yeah, totally. So they can't really say one way or the other. It's all just really middle ground right now. So we actually need science more than ever to really um, study this stuff. But, I mean, it is, they are studying it. They're just coming up with differing results. Somebody just needs to come, God needs to come down and be like, (laughs) take this.
1: And just point at the Bible. (laughs) Yeah, some (laughs) vitamin church, like Ned Flanders. The answers are within. Didn't Ned say vitamin church?
0: Yeah, and a healthy dose of vitamin church. (laughs)
1: That's great. Uh, One thing we do know is that, and this is across the board, everything I researched said this. If you see anything that says this is totally safe, Mm -hmm. this has no side effects, this will give you an erection for sure. This will make you lose weight. Like those are the big, or you know, this
0: is it going to transfer all your weight to your erection? <laughs>
1: right. Or gentlemen, like you, when you would you like to last longer? Like <laughs> anything related to sexual performance, yeah, and like weight loss is just super hinky.
0: Well, it's not only that the claims are frequently hinky; a lot of times the claims are correct. Like it, like this, this crazy, like um, botanical for. Uh, erectile dysfunction works really well
1: but don 't drink orange juice
0: <laughs> no it 's because they um, they use viagra right like one of the one of the ways that bodybuilding weight loss, and sexual enhancement supplements become adulterated is they have actual pharmaceutical right. drugs in them that aren 't on the label. Some companies have figured out that the FDA is totally powerless and a really good way to sell cheap pharmaceuticals, generic pharmaceuticals to Americans is to put it in a supplement, not put it on the label, and go basically around the FDA by going through the So FDA.
1: are these uh, sold by the actual pharmaceutical companies under sort of like a sub-business no, title?
0: No, I think it's largely fly-by-night companies.
1: Well, and do they partner with them or do they just buy a ton of Viagra? No, they,
0: they know a guy in China who can okay. get pounds of like cheap um, generic Viagra. Gotcha. Or um, uh, Prozac is another one that uh-huh. pops up, especially in weight loss. Yeah, ones. yeah. Um, steroids, um, some, some drugs that like were up for FDA approval as pharmaceuticals and FDA said, nope, too dangerous. They turn up in, in dietary supplements. And like, it's one thing to waste your money and just pee out expensive urine. It's an entirely different thing to take. Prescription drugs, unknowingly, yeah, and without any sort of medical supervision, because the the government agency that's supposed to be keeping an eye on this stuff is is expressly forbade from doing that.
1: Yeah, they're also you need to like when we were talking about the high fructose corn syrup, the fact that that's in everything, you don't even know it, mm-hmm. and sort of the same thing here. Like you're the foods you're already eating may be good enough if you know. Chances are, if you're eating really good, like Whole Foods and things like that, you're probably not diving headlong into the supplement thing. But if you're already getting, like, a ton of vitamin D in various foods that you don't even realize, and then you take it on top of that, or, God forbid, if you think, I'll just quit taking my medication because I think this will help. Mm-hmm. Like, none of that is a good idea. No. And then we should probably just talk about ephedra really quick uh, because that was a very big deal. mm mm-hmm. um, I in the remember 90s, that. you yeah. could
0: buy it at gas stations,
1: yeah. And it was, uh, it was marketed as a weight loss thing, and I'm sure it probably worked in that capacity.
0: Gives you a real good buzz, it said on the package. Did it really? <laughs> probably, <laughs> there were probably some. It said it in like a bolt of lightning or something.
1: Well, 15 deaths were attributed to it by 1996, and then I do remember in 2004, uh, the FDA finally banned it. Um, and it wasn't necessarily because of this, but. A very high-profile death in Major League Baseball happened.
0: Do you remember who it was?
1: Yeah, name, he was a pitcher, I think. His Steve uh, Steve Beckler, I think, mm-hmm. and he died, uh, I think, during spring training, if mm. I'm not mistaken. And they they linked it to ephedra, and they finally were like, "Uh, oh, maybe we should step in and do something here." Yeah, because America's pastime is
0: at stake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like if an apple pie just dropped dead from ephedra. Get rid of the apples. Uh, yeah. Oh no, no, no! Sorry, the other way around. <laughs> Uh so let's take our second break, Chuck. Yes. And then we'll come back and talk some more food, okay? Yeah, let's do. It. Okay. Hey, Chuck. Hi. Before so we're back. Yes. Before we talk about food, let's go further back. Okay. Hundreds of millions of years ago. Oh,
1: goodness. Okay. Yeah,
0: it's a big surprise. Uh-huh.
1: So. We're not even the Wayback Machine. We can
0: just teleport. Yes. Mentally. We become interdimensional beings. Yes. So um, we have uh, figured out that vitamins w- were around in like the early earth. I don't know if we said originally, we, I think we said your body needs these things. They're micronutrients. Mm-hmm. But your body needs them for all sorts of things. They help in like all, all manner of chemical processes from like um, helping your cells divide to your bones to grow, like really important stuff. Yeah. Which is why we need them. And your body makes some vitamins, but um, we have to get them from outside sources a lot. Yeah. 13 vitamins are essential to humans. And what we need... Other animals don't necessarily need, like dogs don't need vitamin C because their bodies produce enough. Right. We, our bodies don't produce enough, so we need vitamin C from other sources. Um, but what they figured out is that in the ancient Earth, bacteria and other life made vitamins on their own. Yeah. And then over time, as we evolved into higher and higher forms, we apparently lost a lot of that ability. Not all of it, because we can still make some, but um, to the point where we need to get it from other sources. So more sophisticated animals started eating more primitive animals to get that source of vitamin, right? Yeah. And that's where the whole process began, where we started to evolve, co-evolve with other life on Earth, and we, our bodies realized, well, we can get this vitamin from this plant, right. or we can get this vitamin from this animal. And that's how this kind of food web developed, was basically... Uh, For a reliance on vitamins and other things like fats and proteins and other nutrients. But this nutrient exchange, that that is when one life started to eat other life. And that's kind of where vitamins came from. And it wasn't until... The beginning of the twentieth century that we figured out how to synthesize vitamins,
1: yeah, that was a game changer, sure, in like the twenties and thirties mm-hmm. um and th- that thing you sent about cereal was just mind blowing
0: yes, yes, so so if you keep going we we uh, re- the fact that we synthesized vitamins allowed the processed food um uh, industry to boom,
1: yeah, because it's like here now we can uh put things back into food. That we synthesized, and in the case of cereal, like what I was saying, mm-hmm. there are some vitamins that are sprayed on right. to the end product.
0: Yeah, so if you see something that says fortified or enriched.
1: Sure, that's what that means.
0: That means that they dump some vitamins into the dough or sprayed it on the outside of your cornflakes Can so you something. imagine that, just
1: spraying cereal <laughs> with like... Mm-hmm. Give me a can of vitamin D and just spray it
0: on. Well, the the hypothesis is that without enriched foods, we would all be dead from like rickets and other sorts of horrible malnourishment disease, blind from lack of vitamin A. All the things that can happen to you if you don't get enough vitamins, what happened to the average American because of what we eat? Well, because of
1: processed foods. Right.
0: Yeah. But the reason it doesn't is because they put vitamins back in. Right. Some people say, you know— You might not even need supplements, forget eating whole food, but they put so many vitamins in processed food that you could conceivably live okay, except for the added sugar Mm -hmm. and the added salt. You could live vitamin-wise fine.
1: Well, sure. That's a sugar and the salt thing's a big caveat, though. It is a big caveat yeah. because
0: that leads to other problems like cardiac. Uh, but I see what you're saying, though.
1: Like you could maybe get all the vitamins you need from processed foods. Right. Um, but that's not what we're recommending because <laughs> we're not doctors. No. But doctors say, are we to food now? Yeah. Like food, food?
0: Sure. Also, oh, yeah, one more thing. I want to shout out Carl Zimmer, who wrote um, Vitamins Old, Old Edge uh, in, um, I think, the New York Times. Yeah, yeah, he did a great job about the history of vitamins. Is that a friend of yours? No, he's like a great science writer. You. Remember our blood type episode? Mm, sure,
1: that was live in Atlanta, right?
0: Yes, it was based a lot on his article on blood types. Didn't we take? A, didn't he's, we do a blood type test on stage? Yeah, I turned out to be A positive, right, Jerry? Aren't you A positive? That's right. Me and Jerry have the same blood type. So if I know, one of it. us gets a leg amputated, the other one has to cough up some blood.
1: I know. And I'll be right there to manage the whole process. Okay, <laughs> good. good. Um, but you two would just be arguing the whole time that <laughs> someone would bleed out before you settled on an We'd arrangement. We'd be saying the
0: same thing, though, <laughs> but it'd just sound like an argument.
1: And I would just, as as you both drifted off into the great beyond, I'd say, that's so you guys. <laughs> um, all right. That would not be good, though, because then I would have no career. And I'd miss my friends. <laughs> there you go. Secondly, yeah. Um, so eating foods that the you know that Mother Earth gives us sure, that Mother contain Earth. these things, yes, is clearly the best thing to do.
0: Allegedly, you some know, studies have shown that we absorb synthetic vitamins better than the stuff in food. Depending, really, saw that. But again, science is all over the place.
1: Well, yeah. Well. Since you brought that up, and like I mentioned earlier in the episode, there are a lot of studies that say that you actually uh, don't absorb those as well. I guess there are counter studies. What though. from vitamins? Yeah, yeah. That um, I'm sure they're probably. Where Where does the funding come from?
0: I don't know. For you the know, counter studies. I, I don't know. It's a really good question.
1: But phytochemicals—they are plant chemicals. Uh that have properties that can help really help protect you from disease. Those aren't in the supplements though. No. The phytochemicals are what you get when you eat the raw broccoli.
0: Right. I think you can get supplements, very high-end supplements really? that have phytochemicals and other stuff in them. Uh, rich people supplements. <laughs> so like you know, in the future where they're like, here's a meal and a pill. Uh-huh. What they're kind of hinting at is a full, fully fortified like pill. Yeah. And that like in the vitamins we take now, if you take vitamin D you're getting vitamin D. Sure. Whereas if you drink some milk, you're getting a whole bunch of other stuff along mm-hmm. with that vitamin D. Sure, lactose and that, calcium. Right. And those things work together in your body. And so you're giving your body a shot of all yeah. these things that work really well together. And that's the argument for eating the food.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, phytochemicals, they think, uh, enhance what's called bioavailability. And that's what we've been talking about, which is how much you're actually absorbing. Um, and I guess just pick a study because one might say, uh, you pee it right out, and another might say a supplement, and another might say you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where it's just it's maddening, you know.
0: It is. One of the things that I think U.S. pharmacopoeia, one of the one of the yeah. um the the those groups, they they test to make sure that the pill or the vitamin or the supplement actually dissolves in the stomach, right? So that you actually are. You do have a fighting chance of absorbing the nutrients in there.
1: Or does it say on the bottle, don't pee for three hours after taking <laughs> right.
0: Just hold it"? Just pinch it. <laughs>
1: <God>. <laughs> uh, here's another study from the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine. It showed that uh, omega-3s in fatty fish, like a salmon, let's say, um, it, they were better able to maintain proper blood pressure. People were, uh, I'm sorry, mice were, than with that same omega-3 supplement. The fish oil pill that you will take, yeah, uh, and that's you know that's a that's a big deal. There's no like substitute, I don't think, for the real thing.
0: Well, they found they found like on the actual like level of your blood vessels that the the natural naturally occurring DHA holds open your blood vessels, whereas the synthetic version doesn't, and it actually fights the. The natural, the DHA. natural version in your bloodstream too. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's just DHA. You know, it, that doesn't necessarily extrapolate to vitamin D or vitamin no, B twelve or not. anything like that.
1: Well, that's why you got to really like dig in if you want to start taking supplements. Mm-hmm. Like, do your research. Uh,
0: but I think the the idea that there are such things as phytochemicals that we don't necessarily need to live right, like resveratrol and grapes or lutein in, in spinach, or um, lycopene is a big one that you find in tomatoes, things that give it uh, a plant its flavor, its odor, and its color. Yeah, Those things, those are phytochemicals, and those are the things that act as antioxidants. Mm-hmm. They regulate hormones. They do all this stuff that we don't have to have to function, Right, but th- that actually take, like, that You go from surviving to thriving, it seems like, when you incorporate phytochemicals into your diet.
1: Yeah, you want a shiny coat and glowing skin. Yeah, exactly. You don't need that stuff. No. Um, here's another thing. The RDA, uh, and I think the RDA, it's not just with uh, the recommended daily allowance. That doesn't just cover supplements. I mean, that's kind of for...
0: Calories and all that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a whole range of things. Yeah. But... um. Amazingly, that has not been updated since 1968.
0: Yeah, which was – it was a different country back then, too. There were a lot more farmers.
1: Yeah, and it, and it's recommended for um, – I mean, they're trying to cover all of America. So mm-hmm. it's not like the the RDA for each person, uh, they liken it to a sweater in this article that you sent. It's like trying to create a sweater that would fit 97 out of 100 Americans. Americans?
0: Americans. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, and that's just not possible.
0: No, I mean, they, the this author, Catherine Price, who wrote Vitamania, she's putting it like 95 Americans will find it too large. It'll fit yeah. one. It won't fit, you know, four of them, but it'll, it'll fit kind of some or it'll fit over some people, but it'll be wrong for them. That was her point. I yeah. Think.
1: And supposedly they're going to update the RDA from 1968 uh, when in a couple of years, 2020 next year.
0: That's what I saw. We'll see. I'm I'm interested. I can't sleep. I'm sure it's behind schedule. I can't wait.
1: Oh, the other thing to be, uh, that you got to wonder about sometimes is, um, if like what the long term effect of, of something like this might be. You know, it's like taking, taking vitamin D for a year or something Mm -hmm. is different than taking vitamin D for 25, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Throughout your life.
0: Yeah. So like there's something called, um, hypervitaminosis, I believe, which is basically ODing on vitamins. And some vitamins, it's really hard to do. Others, it's a little easier. But this author, Catherine Price, is kind of putting out this hypothesis that um, we may be existing in some kind of subtoxic state where it's we're not it's not acutely toxic. We're mm-hmm. not feigning and vomiting, and like our liver isn't shutting down. Right. But we're suffering from diseases we might not otherwise suffer from that we haven't linked to the fact that we're taking too many vitamins.
1: Yeah, that's like this low-level mm-hmm. sort of poisoning. or Yeah, something, you that's know? interesting.
0: That's enough. Like you could you could survive, but you might die of something you wouldn't have died from if you hadn't taken vitamin A that you didn't need for thirty years. You know, and it's a hypothesis. it's not proven, but I've seen other people suggest it too.
1: yeah, and poison control too um oh, yeah, that's a big one. It's a huge one every twenty four minutes, uh poison control centers in the u s get a call about a supplement reaction. Um, it happens a lot
0: yeah, there's tw- about twenty three thousand e r trips from supplements in the u s each year.
1: Yeah. I mean, you think poison control is just like I swallowed something with a skull and crossbones on Mm -hmm. the label. (laughs) But that's that's really not the case. No. Uh, And this is especially true with kids. Like, you should treat these things like, you know, uh, it sounds harsh to say like it's poison. Right. But if you got a toddler in the house, don't leave your supplements down where they can get them just because it says all natural.
0: Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's that's part of the problem is they have this kind of uh, veneer of... Wholesomeness because they are natural.
1: And this is stuff that's reported to poison control. Right. You supposedly can report something to the FDA. Mm -hmm. But how many people are doing that?
0: No, a lot of people, um, if they do suffer an adverse reaction, will contact the company, the manufacturer. Yeah. And the manufacturer on paper is supposed to report the the incident to the FDA. Right. But again, it's uh, it's on the honor system.
1: Right. Or you just go to the doctor and they say, maybe you should lay off the Whatever you are taking,
0: the wacky tobacco, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, vitamin uh, Church W, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe lay off that, and then you never report it. So, the long and short of it is, is I think they said something like ninety percent never yeah. get reported to the FDA at all,
0: right? So, I, I mean, I don't really know how to wrap this one up because the jury <laughs> yeah. is just so so out on so many things. I mean, for the most part, it does seem like you are going to do little more than waste your money on something you don't need. Um, but I think the the movement today is to say, you no, know, just before you really start a supplement regimen, mm-hmm. uh, before you go all Ray Kurzweil, because, yeah. you know, he takes like 250 pills a day. <laughs> really? A day. Every day. He? He's a futurist. Oh, He's like right, Google's right. chief imagineer or something like that.
1: <laughs> no, um, no, that's a Disney term.
0: He, uh, he takes like 250 pills a day. Before you do anything like that, mm-hmm. the, the, the kind of the... Um, the recommendation du jour is try eating a, more of a whole foods diet. Yeah. Like, go spend all of your money at Whole Foods, I think. What <laughs> That's that means. Jeff Bezos is driving that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. This is a tough one to wrap up. And I believe we will get equal parts email saying uh, from people who swear by it, uh, It's almost takes on a religious quality mm-hmm. uh, to people that are, think it's complete bunk.
0: And a couple of people saying, like, leave Warren Hatch alone. <laughs> Well, uh, since I said leave Warren Hatch alone, I think that means it's time for listener mail.
1: Uh, it is, and I'm going to call this uh, Josh and Chuck are feminists. Uh, hey guys, I'm consistently impressed by how clued up you are on feminism. Uh, and by feminism, I mean uh, equality in general, because you always point out times in which men struggle in society too. From my point of view, you also regularly look through a race lens, disabled lens, and gay lens. Although I cannot speak for how well you are doing there, to me it seems incredibly inclusive and sympathetic. Thanks. Uh, You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, you mean, gotcha. I think you two may be the only two adult men I've ever heard speak the way you do, uh, and I massively respect you for that. It's so important to have influential men speak in these ways. I don't think that you ever really push those arguments down people's throats, but instead, matter-of-factly stating these issues during an informative podcast in a man's voice. Must have an influence in, uh, and it is having an effect somewhere. Uh, I've even heard you he criticize some second wave feminist ideas and trump them with third wave feminist ideas. <laughs> I think it was uh, in the makeup episode, you guys were discussing feminists of the 70s shunning women who wear makeup. And Chuck said, I think they may have got that one wrong. Uh, and then you two proceeded to have the most progressive chat ever about how women aren't just wearing makeup for the purpose of pleasing men. Makes my head explode with excitement, guys. <laughs> To each their own keep doing what you're doing that is from alice uh chibnall uh a kiwi living in edinburgh oh.
0: thanks a lot great great city agreed great country too new zealand yeah i mean
1: she's winning on both
0: fronts that's where a lot of the sheep lanolin and vitamin d comes from right? oh, i bet new zealand mm-hmm. thanks a lot alice we appreciate that it was very nice to hear um if you want to give us compliments man send them in you can find us all over social media. Go to our website, stuffyoushouldknow.com. and as always, you can send us an email to stuffpodcast at iHeartRadio.com.
1: Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.